Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's final Saturday down under as the last tune-ups before the Australian Open will crown champions, including an All-American women's final in Adelaide. But the eyes of the tennis world will be on an Australian courtroom Sunday morning as Australian Open nine-time champion Novak Djokovic fights to stay in the country and the tournament after his visa was revoked for a second time. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live. Coming up on the show tonight, we'll talk about the latest with Djokovic. Plus, we'll get you set for the four titles on the line in Australia on Saturday. We'll get you some Aussie Open predictions and the best of the best shots in this young season so far. Hey, everybody, welcome inside our Santa Monica, California studios. Rob Similker here with Prakash Amritraj. Nice to see you back in the studio. J. Michael Gamble over here. And check this out. First time these guys have done a show together. I hear there was a bit of an altercation over who got to sit here. Did this turn out okay? It was an altercation. J.M.'s a team player. He picked me up and he moved me over to this (laughs) side. I couldn't believe it. But listen, first time doing this thing. We've got a little, what are we, like a little 48 hours, little weapon thing going on? Yeah. And I could do a little action comedy sometimes. Fun. I feel blessed to be here for this history, and yeah, that's Prakash's seat. He's got to be there. Our extremely long names and difficult names right. That was well done. With a name like mine, you have no excuse. You got to get the names right. All right, well, let's get to the latest news from Australia, and uh, the saga continues. Novak Djokovic has been taken into custody. He's being held at an undisclosed location in Melbourne by Australian immigration officials. His lawyers are appealing a decision by Australia's Minister of Immigration to revoke Djokovic's visa for a second time since he arrived in Australia. After a brief court hearing on Saturday, a full hearing on Djokovic's appeal will be held at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning, Melbourne time. Legal experts say Djokovic's chances for success this time are slim because Alex Hawke, the minister we talked about, has pretty broad authority to revoke his visa. So this continues in precaution. This has been a simmering issue in tennis now for a few months. Would Djokovic get vaccinated? Could he play Australia without doing so? It's now coming to a head 48 hours before the tournament starts. Look, the, the plot's been getting thicker and thicker by the day, and right now it's about as thick as some clam chowder. But uh, Novak Djokovic, first let me just say, number one, I do not think that we needed to have gotten here. Number one. First, if you go back a little while, vax or no vax, you could have made a rule right away. You get vaccinated, you can come and play. You don't get vaccinated, you can't come and play. It's black and white. There's no gray area. But having gone into this gray area, let's just state the facts of the case. Novak got an exemption from the Federation, from two governing bodies, 
and on that he came in. Now, I'm not arguing for or against his life choices, but simply based on that, he came in, and now he's, he's suffering the consequences. I, it does seem a lot like a movie. It's, it's unbelievable. He's, Need he's someone to detained, him. he's let loose, he's practicing, he's around people, he's detained again. It, it's gotten so political, it's, it, it's, it's kind of sad to watch, and, and it's just been, this, this hoopla is crazy. Uh, they need to make a, a decision. I wish they'd made it a long time ago. The only thing with that being said, and I agree with you, I wish they'd just said, look, if, you, if you're vaxxed, you're going to play. If you're not, you're not. Uh, but he did check a wrong box. And so then right. now they can make it even more of a... How long does it take to read that form, though? <laughs> we right. filled those forms out. And Australia's always been very strict. And they're showing us that they're continuing that, that, uh, that feature. If you want to come into Australia, you better do things exactly how they want it. Well, for better or worse, Prakash, tennis is getting a lot of attention. I think everybody in the world knows the Australian Open is starting on Monday. Yeah, it, it certainly is. I mean, look, may not be the kind of eyeballs you want on it, but listen, they're on it. And what we're talking about here is one of the greatest athletes we've seen, not just in tennis, but in all of sport. Now, look, I, I do believe the way he's being treated here is, is unjust. I think he's sort of part of a bigger situation. Jan, Mike, you touched on it with the political situation going on in Australia. They have had it tougher than a lot of other countries have had it with the strict lockdowns and so forth. So the government needs to sort of give a message out to the people there, and Novak's kind of stuck in the middle. Now, it's, I think it's unfair that he sort of has to go through this, but we're in a tough spot altogether now. All right, well, we'll get to more Aussie Open talk a little bit later in the show, but there are four finals on tap today. We start in Adelaide, Madison Keys and Coco Goff. Keys looking to make her first final in two years. Well, lovely to see here two Americans playing each other. Madison has been around for some time. Hard to believe Coco is still 17 years old. Feel like she's been winning for the last five, six, seven years on tour. But uh, came out very strong as she's been for this year so far. Good aggressive first set. But then Maddie going to the well, doing what she does best, pounding away at the ball, but also adding a little bit of good movement. She's worked a lot on it with her team. And uh, here, even when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, Sticking to her guns. Giant forehand there. Has a chance to close it out here, but Coco a little too tough fighting. Manages to pull a big backhand up the line here to save this match point. Opens up the court. Finishes with a winner cross court. But again here, the power from Madison just a little bit too strong. High quality match from both players, and you can really see what it means to Maddie to pull this through. So Madison Keys speaks after the match about what it means to be back in a final. It means probably a lot more than anyone would even know. Uh, it's definitely not my biggest final I've ever been in, but it means a lot after the year that I had. I'm just really enjoying tennis again and trying to not act as if every match is the last match that I'll ever play in my life. So um, I'm just really, really happy to be out on the court fighting as hard as I can and, for the most part, being pretty cool and calm. Nice to see that big smile from Madison Keys. Nice to see those big weapons, the serve and the forehand, working for her. Absolutely. And this is a match that I thought that Coco Goff might get through, and she certainly played very well there. Uh, but it's great. This is the Madison Keys that's a top 10 player. This is the Madison Keys that's been in Grand Slam finals and will continue to be a threat in the Grand Slams with those big forehands, big serve. But it's the right attitude. 
it's, there's so much of a difference when you walk on a tennis court to compete with a clear head, and she's having a lot of fun doing it. You can see it in her play. Uh, it's fantastic. I, I'm loving Madison Keys this week. She will take on your cousin-in-law, Allison Risk, in the final. How do you like that matchup? Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, listen, for Allison, it's been a very interesting week. She, she got through a tough first round. She won one and three in the second round, then had a retirement at three-all, had a walkover in the semis, and I think it's kind of worked out perfectly because she's been looking for matches for the Australian Open, but you don't want to play three setters all the way through, get yourself tired. So she's in a final, chance to win the tournament, but still perfect preparation for the Aussie Open. <laughs> a couple of freebies, why not? I, I, I mean, take why it. not? You take it, right, <laughs> you Dan? You do not get those very often. It's working. It's working. Okay, let's head to Sydney now. And this was an interesting matchup. Barbora Krejcikova and Annette Contivate. This did not looked like a match out of the gate as Contevate dominated the first set. Certainly, the Estonian was picking up right where she left off last year. One of the more winning players on tour. Put up so many match wins on the board. Started off with a bagel here against the French Open champ. But again, one of my favorite qualities about Barbara Krajikova, her attitude. Never gets down on herself. Lost that first set, six love. Just goes back to the well. Very, very positive all the way through the second. Manages to fight her way through 6-4. And boy... This third set turned into a real barn burner here. Both players had a ton of chances to close it out. Yes. You can see here, Kontovic on her second of seven match points that Krajikova had to save. Here on the sixth, again, every time she was down, she didn't get tentative, didn't get tight. She was the one hitting through. She was the one earning those match points when she was down. Forces it into 12-all. They change sides, and she finally gets the advantage on her fifth match point. It's Contivate to cough up an error on the return of serve, and man, was that a war. Big comeback for Krejcikova. She makes a final where she'll take on Paola Badosa, who has been playing very well. She leads the career matchup 2-0. Last time they played was at Indian Wells, of course, where Badosa won the tournament. Yeah, well, certainly, you know, I'm going to pick Badosa in this match against Krejcikova, but guess what? I picked Contivate to win the match yesterday. I, was, I thought I was pretty close with that 6-0 first set. I was wrong. So maybe she'll prove me wrong again, but I like Bedosa. All right, staying in Sydney, Andy Murray looking to make his first final in two years, taking on the big-serving American, Riley Opelka. Yeah, and how exciting is it to see Andy Murray back in true form here, this first set going to a tiebreaker. And Opelka doing some good work in these ground-stroke rallies. You see him winning a longer one here. Guess who doesn't like that very much? Andy Murray, not happy, chatting. Nice little closure at the net. Finish that set off there for Riley Opelka. I like him coming forward, taking those balls out of the air. Look right here. He lets this ball go in. in this third game in the second set. And that might cost him here, and it ends yeah. up costing him the double fault. And Andy Murray gets the first break of the match. So he gets through that set with just the one break, 6-4. And here, Murray putting just a few balls back in play. Textbook Andy Murray with the backhand up the line. That is a thing of beauty right there. And here he serves the match out. Good stuff from Andy Murray, and he is back in a final. He served well. He wasn't broken in this match, so that is some very solid tennis from Andy Murray. It means a lot to him. You could see it with that reaction, and, you know, we, we saw Andy Murray Prakash take a lot of wild cards last year, played his way back to this point. It looks like it's all paying off for him. Uh, it's paying off for him, and it's paying off for the sport. Listen, I think Andy Murray is one of the best assets we have in the entire game. He's been so much more open at the later part of his career, kind of sharing his mind, body, and soul, what he's been going through. He even took part in a documentary, really opening up. And I think it's been great. He's endeared so many more fans to him, and he's such a tough competitor out there. 
a member of the Big Four who is still pounding away out there, and we should appreciate it for as long as he's there. And listen, a couple back-to-back top 25 wins. Hips looking pretty good. What do you think, JM? Well, I, think this going? I think it's looking pretty good. He's got through a bunch of three-set matches, so I think he's been tested, certainly. Had that one walkover sort of against Goffon, which he didn't have, only had to play a set, uh, but looking good. And I agree. I think he's 100% one of the best ambassadors that the sport has. Reflecting on all the injuries and getting through all of that and kind of letting people in uh, to, to a little bit of his softer side. You see him on the court, and he's such a intense competitor you see that fiery talking to himself he's like that guy's crazy but he's not and he you know he has so much to say off the court and a lot of it's very good he's a five-time runner-up at the australian open and so he's got a tough matchup aslan karatsev in this final what kind of effort do you think he puts into this to try to win a tournament right before the grand slam well andy is the kind of guy who just lays it all out there on the court and i don't think he's thinking about the australian open i think this means a lot to him if he can pull off this title for him, it's going to show himself what he can do. I mentioned a couple of back-to-back top 25 wins. This is the first time he's done that since 2016. If he can take out a guy like Karatsev, Russia's secret weapon, as they've called it <laughs> last year for all the matches that he won, that's going to be a huge sign playing good tennis in a big match. So it means a lot to the guy. All right. Well, we've got still coming up later in the show the best shots of this very young tennis season. But first, when we come back, I'm going to put these guys on the spot Give them some hard questions. Get some predictions out of you guys for the Australian Open coming up after this on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Naomi Osaka makes it four for four in major finals. Gets another in Australia. Her play in the majors, truly remarkable. Naomi Osaka coming into Melbourne as the defending champion, but she has not played a lot of tennis since then. You look at the last four tournaments she played in the last five, and she hasn't gone past the third round. Roland Garros, the Olympics, Cincinnati. So she's not played a lot. She's in Ash Barty's part of the draw. She's got to play her in the round of 16 if she gets that far. Jen, Mike, I start with you. Does she get there, and can she beat Barty? I think Osaka played well in the two matches she did play. So then she pulled out with an injury. How injury is she? I don't know. Um, I think she makes it to that round of 16 against Barty. I think she'll go down against Barty. Barty looks stellar so far this year. What do you think? I I think Barty does win if they play. But I'm going to throw in one caveat here. The intangible that we don't know is how Naomi's feeling. Look, you, you saw all of those results there that started at the French Open where she pulled out from the press conference and sort of she ended up taking a break shortly after and so forth. We all know how it went down. But when Naomi decides she's feeling well and happy, and I'm sure she's taken a lot of time to herself personally, 
She can just come out without any matches, all of a sudden put up a slam. That's she's true. got that kind of tennis, and she can take out you know, all the players in the top ten as we've seen before. So that's the intangible we don't know. But I will tell you one thing. They're playing each other. I'm grabbing my burger, my wings, my fries. I'm sitting and enjoying that. So that's the cheat meal about on that day. It's an epic is one. It's an okay. epic one. I'm talking about, you know, Sam <laughs> Sounds like it, God. <laughs> all right. We're, we can look at the American men now. And they've got some interesting first-round matchups on tap at the Australian Open. Check out some of these matchups that U.S. men will be facing. We look at Corda uh, taking on Cam Nori, Giron and Nadal, Nakashima taking on Berrettini. Do you think one of these guys can pull off a first-round upset? Chan Mike. Well, I think all three of those guys are going to put up some good numbers there, but I think Corda can do it. I'm going to go with Corda over Nori. I, I think he's playing good ball. I think he's unafraid of the top players. He's got the big game, the good ground strokes. Nori's tough to come up against, but I think he, the pressure is going to shift against Nori this year and to come up with the goods. He had a great year last year, his best by far on tour. Corda's um, going to do it. I don't disagree. Corda's been playing some great tennis, but you know what? I, I think we might have another American out of that group come through as well. I'm going to go with Brandon Nakashima. Right. Uh, he's playing the, the hammer, the Italian hammer, the big serve and big forehand in Berrettini, who is going to be a monster on those courts. I mean, those Australian high-bouncing courts, that serve is going to be jumping up all over the place. But Nakashima is fastly turning into one of the toughest outs on the ATP Tour, especially with that backhand. I mean, he can go 60 minutes without missing a backhand. <laughs> I think he's going to make people's lives miserable over there, especially in the heat. He's gritty. He's a tough competitor. I think he can pull it off. He does return well, so he can nullify that big serve. He moves well. Can he hit enough butt back against the big forehand? That's going to be the question. So that's going to be interesting to watch. It's great to talk about these Americans playing so well. I'm so excited. There's a lot of them. All right, back to the uh, ladies now. And Five of the last eight women to win a Grand Slam have been first-timers. You look at this group here. question now is, do we see another first-timer in this event? Prakash. You know what? I, I, I believe we're going to see several this year. And at this Open, I think, I think the answer could be yes. I think it's yes. I don't think there's a clear favorite. If you're going to go with a clear favorite, it's got to be Barty. But she's struggled a little bit in Australia, perhaps the home pressure. So I, I think we could see a new, a new winner here. Who do, you, who do you got if it's a first-timer? Who do you like? Well, pick a name out of a hat. There's so many girl, uh, girl, women who are playing well. But... Um, Listen, I know you guys were giving me a little bit of grief in the green room here. We did discuss this a little bit, but I am I am flabbergasted how Sabalenka has not put up a slam yet. Uh, she's so, going to put up a few second serves. You know what? <laughs> That's all called for, Jay. That's all called for. I'm a caller and tell her you said that. I can call her. She knows that her second serve is not working right now. She's going to have to fix that if she wants to win the Australian Open. She's just got so much game. She yes, has the game. Yes, she does need to clean that up. But I, I, I'm just, I'm waiting to see a lot a, of doubles. I, I'm waiting to see a Grand Slam right. W next All to right. her name. Jan, Mike, you got a first time right? I do. It's, it's, it's Paula Bedosa. I'm going to go That's with Bedosa to win the tournament, in fact. That given I know recent it's a form. bold call, but I like her game. I like her form. I like her fire. She is fun to watch. Yeah, I think given recent form, I think a lot of folks will agree with that okay. call. Sabalenka, yes. A little work to do, you but hey. I'm going to remember that, Rob. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to write that down. All right. Speaking of first-timers, let's go to the men now. Who do you think is a more likely first-time winner? Zverev or Tsitsipas? I think it's clearly Zverev. At this point, he's. Uh, I interviewed him in Turin last year after he won. And he said, listen, it's very clear. I've won everything. I've won the world finals twice now. And the only thing missing is a slam. He got very close in New York. He's certainly been playing the best, I think, after Medvedev and Djokovic. 
And very honestly, I picked Steph. If you go back 12 months and you go to our TC Lives from the beginning of last year, I said Steph was going to be the first one out of Medvedev, Zverev, and uh, Tsitsipas to win a slam. After he didn't get it at the French in that fashion, I don't think he's fully recovered. Two sets of love against the greatest of all time. He had Very close. He was right on the precipice of everything a young kid dreams about. Didn't get there. Haven't really seen great results. Now a bit of injuries. So I think he's in a tough spot. Which one you got? Well, I think for this Australian Open, the wrist is the big big question for Sissipas, isn't it? Is it, is it going to be fully there? Does he have belief in it? So I'm going to go with Zverev as well. I think Zverev is ready to go. He's, he's fixed the, the serve issues, certainly. Uh, he's playing more offensive from the baseline than he ever has. I love that. His defense is, is maybe the third best in the world behind Medvedev and Novak, uh, and not by far. Yeah. So, you know, he has, he has the game to do it. Um, I'm going to go with him. Okay, I'm going to put you guys in the spot. Quick answer here. Rafael Nadal, of course, in the tournament. If Djokovic is taken out, he'll be the only one of the big three in it. So if he's in it and Djokovic is not, who do you have, Rafael Nadal or the field? I know the field is a sucker bet in craps. I'm more of a 6-8 and eight guy, but I am going to go with the field here in Australia. I love the fact that Rafa is sort of coming in under the radar. Nobody's really talking about him winning the Australian Open. Um, I'm also going to go with the field, but he did win a tournament. He looks pretty confident and a little bit testy in some of his answers. He's tired of talking about Novak. He's ready to go. He's ready to play. So I think that's a really good thing. All right, last question. A juicy first-round matchup between Emma Raducanu and Sloane Stephens, two U.S. Open champions. Of course, Raducanu has struggled since winning the Open. Who do you have in this matchup? I'll start with you, Jen Mike. Um, I got to go with my Sloney. She's, I think she's going to do it. She, she plays well in the first round. She played a lot better last year, so she's been really more into her tennis. She's been working hard, competing hard, which has sometimes been the question for Sloan. She can have some good sets and some kind of bad sets. Uh, I'm going to go with Sloan in this one. She just got married. She's going to be in the right frame of mind. Exciting times for her. Yeah, I think the off-court has a lot to do with it as well. You know, she hit that pinnacle, and then it's always tough to come back after that. I think the marriage thing is going to help a lot. Look, we're seeing Gail Monfils play some unbelievable tennis. He's so happy after being married. I think we're going to see the same effect with Sloan. I'm looking for her to take out the U.S. Open champ. All right, you guys handled the heat pretty well there. Thanks for the answers. That was good stuff. (laughs) We'll take a break. When we come back, the season is still young, but there have been some great shots already from Australia. We'll come back and show you the best five shots of this brand-new Tennessee's on TC Live. We got live tennis coming at you at the bottom of the hour from Adelaide, an all-American final, Allison Risk and Madison Keys. Can't wait for that one. But the season may be young, but... The players are out of the gate hot as we bring you our best of the best, best shots of this young tennis season. We start at number five, Simona Halep showing off some defense in Melbourne. Well, guys, if we got Simona Halep on the screen, you know we're going to see some wheels from outside the alley there to the near alley over here, backhand up the line. Man, that is some speed and control. Threads the needle. Look at this thing. This thing was on the line, all the way through, and just drops in at the last minute. Beautifully done. She's back there by the Melbourne writing. That's so far back to make that shot. Wow. Shakes your head. Can't believe it. That's like the emoji. Put, your, <laughs> put the hand on your face emoji. And you can't have a countdown without this guy in a gay almond feast. No, I think he, if he sees this, he might be 
unhappy that we put him at number four. Look at that slam dunk. Obviously a shot that he needed to jump for. Let's see another rewind of that. Jan, he's feeling himself, okay? You saw that smile. He would have that. never put this ball away if he didn't jump. Man, I mean, he that's... is an athletic individual. And the timing, it does take some timing to be jumping forward and hitting an overhead there. Impressive stuff as usual. Number three, some doubles action. Great Britain versus Germany. Dan Evans. Wow. Dan Evans behind the back there. Got... Man, so surprised he couldn't put the volley yeah. back in the corner. He caught Bear's eye in this ball here. Chunks the volley after this amazing shot. My favorite thing, Dan, it was an wow. easy ball for the opponents. Dan rushed the net. Now, <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. Pulled it off. Beautiful. Number two, more ATP Cup. Daniil Medvedev doing octopus things here. What is this? And what can't this guy do? Look how far back he puts himself and then quick to get in. Sees this drop shot coming. Somehow has an answer. Ooh. Slides forward. Some stuff that, you're right, is, uh, maybe he is an octopus. This is not fair. You cannot what be six this? foot six and be able to move this well. Uh, he looks like he's playing a video game. <laughs> and number one, you can't beat the tweener. And this, a good one from American UCLA Bruin, Maxine Cressy. Well, listen, Cressy, known for his serving volley. You can see him attacking the net here. Brilliant lob by Evans, not necessarily known for his movement. Not only does he get there, but he puts some juice on it. And JM, this is not Sunny D. This is freshly squeezed. <laughs> this is, had a fair bit of side spin on this ball, but if you're going to be a serving volley, you better have a good tweener. Looks like we're going to see a few of these from Cressy. What an athlete. A wrist snap at the end. Impressive. Number one. A few of those. Pretty good. Best of the best. Right out of the gate. Let's head now to our social net. See what's going on online. And we start with Tanasi Kokonakis, the Australian feeling great, making his first ATP final in five years. And you can see the X-Doubt expletive, but he's feeling good about himself. And he should be. <laughs> yeah, he certainly is. Well, this is a guy who's had so many injuries over his career. It is awesome to see him on the court, injury-free, playing well. Great to see him in a final, especially in Australia. So this is a great result for Tsnasi, and everybody's behind him. He's a nice guy. Hey, listen, everyone gets along with him. He's going to get a huge amount of crowd support at the Aussie Open. I remember when he played that magnificent match with Federer in Miami, and all those injuries took over. I think he'd be great for the game if he can get a little bit healthy and then continue to stay on. Up next, this has been a fun rivalry that's developing here between Anne Jabour and Annette Contevate. They battled for the last spot in the WTA Finals. They battled in Australia already this year, and nobody thinks that she's really choking anybody. A fun cartoon, and then they, <laughs> yeah, they, they reverse it. They she's reverse it, it the other way. Contevate. court, the choker. Maybe she's going to be the one that's detained next. They're, they're, listen, they're both having a blast. And this is probably the only way you'll get someone to even pretend choke on Jabour. <laughs> she is maybe the most well-liked player out there. It was a hilarious it's picture so to see. Really fun. Well, it's good stuff. All right, and we want to point something out on a more serious note here to finish things up. Chris Everett announced today online that she has been diagnosed with stage one ovarian cancer. She announced that fortunately the cancer was found early. We hope that she has a full and speedy recovery. Everyone here at the Tennis Channel, the whole family here in the whole tennis world, wishing Chris Everett a speedy recovery. Back with more TC Live after this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a couple of days away from the year's first Grand Slam, the 2022 Australian Open, and TC Live will go Grand Slam style when we come back on Monday. It'll be two hours worth of TC Live every single day, getting you set for each day of the Australian Open, so don't miss that. And first, we've got some trophies to hand out right now today. Let's start with this all-American matchup, Allison Risk, Madison Keys. who you got? Well, I'm going to pick Keys in this one. I think that she's had a fantastic week. I don't think that risk getting those walkover, well, default and then a walkover is necessarily going to help her in this situation because Keys is certainly match tough. Great to see uh, Allie in that final. I think that uh, she hasn't beaten her since 2011. It's been a while since she's won a match against Madison Keys. Uh, Madison has a game that can overpower risk a little bit. So what risk has to do not sounding cliche. She's going to have to take a few risks. I know. I see what you did there, Jay. I see what you did there. I had to do it. She had to take a few risks. She had to change direction a few times. She likes hitting those balls up the line. She's got to do it well. Pick her chances to do it, but not allow um, Madison Keys to bully her on the court. And and hold her serve. You know, Keys is going to hold a little bit. Usually she's got a bigger serve. So it, it's stacked against her, but I'm not saying she can't win the match. There's a really interesting dynamic here. The fact that they're both such good friends. They share a physio. They share a trainer. They're in Orlando practicing together all the time. So you know the other person's tendencies. So a lot of times it comes down to whoever wins all the time. As you said, JM, in matches, Madison's been doing it. But even in practice, when someone starts getting the better of you, they continue to get the better of you. So we're going to have to see who executes better. But to your point... Ali does have a way to make her opponents feel very uncomfortable. She's one of the very few players that can actually attack the net. She volleys very well, and she feels very comfortable up there. Takes the ball a little early, can all of a sudden hit a flat ball this side, and she's a little unpredictable, so she certainly has that going for her. I think her best shot, she's going to have to move Maddie around, get Maddie passing on the run, perhaps changing direction a bit, and uh, I think that's going to be her best shot. A player like Madison Keys, Jen, Mike, the weapons are so big. Consistency's always been the issue. Going into the Australian Open, she clearly has it dialed in right now. How big a threat do you think that can make her in Melbourne? Oh, I think it's going to make her a big threat. First of all, I, I didn't think she'd get through Coco Goff simply because of the consistency and only because of her recent results in the last, you know, bit of time. And, you know, even watching the, the interview with Maddie talking about how she, good she feels about her game, how this is a really important week for her. Um, is a very, very good sign. Now, in the match today, that forehand cross-court is, is one of the things that's it's really in her favor. Risk doesn't take the ball cross-court quite as well as she directs it up the line because she can catch that forehand a little bit late. It's a little bit sometimes as a, as a late delivery on that forehand. So the forehand-to-forehand exchange, if Keys is consistent, is, is going to be majorly in her favor. Um, but I agree. I mean, Ali Risk can, can definitely – she's so tenacious and always yeah. competes on every single ball. She's so fiery in the court that you can't believe how nice she is when she's back off the court. It's <laughs> like the nicest person you've ever met in your life. And you're like, oh, wait, you're going to go play a tennis match and you compete? And then she turns into sort of a little bit of a demon out there in the court, which yeah. I love. Yeah. All right. The other women's final will be looking at 
today, Paola Badosa and Barbora Krachikova. Krachikova was lucky to escape in this tournament after falling down a set to Contivate. Still there. Can she ride that momentum to beat Badosa playing very well? She's going to have to bring something special. I mean, she doesn't have a great record against Bedosa. Bedosa's beaten her the last couple of times he played, including Indian Wells, where I think that's always a giant turning point. When you're able to put up a title like that, not just make a run to the final, but actually put up a title like that for her, or as Barbara did in the French Open last year, that all of a sudden takes you to another level. Even if you've been losing for three, four, five months, you know you have that inside of you. A little bit something like we talked about Steph. You know, you can have those self-doubts if you haven't gotten over that hill. So I'm expecting big things from both of these players this year. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting matchup. One of the things that you, you look at the two tournaments where she did beat her, Guadalajara, very fast courts there. So that definitely f favors uh, Bedosa in that, in that exchange there. But Krajcikova had a little more time at Indian Wells. Those courts are pretty slow. The grittiest hard courts maybe in the world. And she's able to beat her there as well. So, you know, this is another hardcore event. If it was Clay, I might be saying Krajcikova has a little bit better chance in this match. But, you know, if we're looking at the stats, if we're looking at how things have played out, it looks, it looks like Bedosa might get through this one. On the men's side, I think a lot of the tennis world will be looking at Sydney and Andy Murray looking for his first championship in two years. He'll be taking on Aslan Karatsev. Not an easy out for Murray Karatsev. Not an easy out. Luckily, they're not going to the gym and doing calves because if they were doing that, Karatsev be would be wiping the floor with, with Mr. Murray and with the rest of us, for that matter. But listen, it's going to be a knockdown, dragout war. I mean, these guys don't play short points. I think Andy has a little bit of an edge when it comes to pressing the issue and coming into the net. Love to see Andy mix that up a little bit. He's certainly going to be using that backhand slice of his, especially the way he moves it around up the line and then short crossed. I think he's going to need to do a little bit of that. But we're going to see a lot of long rallies. I would probably lean to Karatsev being the slight favorite, but I'm going to call Murray. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, Murray, one of the best tacticians the game has ever seen, really, and, and can defend as well as he can then attack. And you're right. He's very good at coming forward. Um, he's a very good volleyer. He's served extremely well. Wasn't broken in his last match. So that's, I think, in his favor. Karatsev very... Very much an explosive player, has a lot of firepower, can serve really well, but he can also get a little bit off if the ball is deep, if he's pulled forward, doesn't really like that very much. So again, I think the slice is going to come into play. It's going to be interesting, but I'm actually going to go with Murray too. A little inspiration. My God. How about okay. that? Okay. All right. Well, there you go. We will see. We got some live tennis coming at you at the bottom of the hour here. Madison Keys, Allison Risk, an All-American final from Australia. As we get set, just two days to go to the first Grand Slam of the year, the Australian Open. We'll send you down to Adelaide in a minute. Enjoy the tennis.